You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here in Keep Canada Weird, my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore some of the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, our Christmas special, which we recorded on the evening of December 18th, 2022, Aaron and I squeeze down some of Canada's strangest chimneys. Our discussion features the baiting of porch pirates, a Lego tree, the Nutcracker Lady, and tons of Santa. So let's get into it. Festive Aaron Airport. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I am festive. On this bright Nova Scotian Christmas day. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a typical maritime Nova Scotia weather for the holidays right now. It's windy and rainy. That's yeah. kind of what I'm used to for for these, uh, you know, Cape Breton mm-hmm. Christmases. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like Christmas time, they often like um incorporate all these images of like snowfalls and you know this house is like blanketed in snow and they got a fire going but yeah that's generally not the way it works here that's more of like a january february thing yeah yeah it's uh you know we there's the odd time that we'll have a white christmas but it's not mm. that often i uh, you could be you could probably i'm 40 something and i could probably count on one hand how many times it snowed on christmas when i was a kid it, uh, it was more common maybe because we'll get snowfalls in december but it just doesn't stick around long enough Mm -hmm. um this is our christmas special our holiday special regardless of which uh wintertime holiday you celebrate we'll be celebrating it with you tonight we're recording this on the let's pretend it's snowing on the snowy evening Mm -hmm. of december 18th um how excited are you for the festivities over the next few weeks oh i'm excited you know it's uh always a fun time i don't have too much planned just to see friends and family over the next little bit mm-hmm. um i'm off from work until the new year so just looking forward to relaxing and yeah uh, keeping canada weird at the same time yeah have you been to any shops have you been to a mall like today i had to run to the dollar store to get uh, something to wrap a gift in and it was just bonkers i um oh really i waited probably 25 minutes to spend two dollars on a paper bag Oh, okay. Like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper bags cost money these days. That's the mm-hmm. reality we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the grocery store. It's like 50 cents or something for yeah. a bag. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? Yeah, where are we? But it's uh, the festivities are coming. I, I want to ask you one question. Now, I think this may be slightly controversial. Oh. Uh, there's, there's this whole thing about like Christmas, Xmas, keep Christ in Christmas, Mm-hmm. Santa versus Jesus. Where do you stand in all this? Like, what what is Christmas to you? What is it to me? Mm-hmm. Um, it's religiously and spiritually. Religiously, it means little to nothing mm-hmm. to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have nothing against Jesus, but <laughs> I certainly, you know, I don't celebrate Christmas to celebrate his birth. Mm. But at the same time, you know uh christmas to me is just different now it's just it's just a time to hang out with family and friends that's all it really means to me just like almost like an extended thanksgiving maybe yeah yeah it's just a time to 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 hang out and have fun but 
I mean, I don't have kids, so it's like it's I don't have that aspect of it. If I had kids, it would be different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you do. So you have a whole other uh, realm of Christmas that is very exciting for a parent to see their kids open gifts on Christmas Day and get excited for Santa Claus. And um, yeah, I just have the cat. So he he doesn't understand. Do you get him something, though? Treats. Oh, yeah, he'll get something. Okay. He's spoiled. Mm -hmm. He enjoys uh, the tree. But even the, um, like having kids doesn't change kind of what it means. I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a bit with your idea of uh, it's being about like spending time with people and stuff. Because even with my kids at Christmas, like you hype up the Santa thing because that just adds excitement. But Christmas for me is really like an awesome few days with my kids. Everything's closed. So we're just like forced to be together. And uh, you pile on the joy with the... Uh, wonders of gift giving mm -hmm. so um yeah but as far as like the religious and spiritual side of it i think i'm very uh, i i won't I, I don't recall the last time i've ever gone to like church on christmas or something but i certainly um talk about santa claus yeah yeah i used to enjoy going to christmas eve mass when i was younger because uh, the music was good everybody was uh, calm down i'm allowed to like things <laughs> <laughs> the music was good. Yeah, just the, you know, the choirs singing and the, yeah, it was, you know, the harmony. It was, it was okay. always, and it was, the energy was always really cool, everybody. It was Christmas Eve, you know, we would always go to my aunt's afterwards for food and, and open gifts from cousins and mm. uncles. And mm. it was always very exciting. Christmas Eve, I always liked better than Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, the, the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Because it's a looking it forward just... to, like, when Christmas Day came... Like, you know, running out to the living room to see the presents from Santa under the tree was always exciting. And then the opening. But then, like, after that, it's kind of the dust settles. The rest of the day is is really just kind of hanging out. But Christmas Eve is like just just the tension in the air, you know. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I agree palpable. with you on that. Mm -hmm. I find, uh, and I, I kind of can reflect, the, what I see happening with my kids, I can kind of extrapolate and uh, better understand my Christmas mornings as a kid. But I find with my kids is um, if they if you give them one present, they would like open it and play with it. But if you give them 10 presents, they open them all and they don't even know where to start and they get no yeah. like, kind of play out of it. Um, mm. And so I like we do this thing. And I think a lot of families do this on Christmas Eve. My kids are allowed to open one gift on well, the one gift thing. We see we open gifts at my aunt's place that are the gifts from my aunts and my uncles and my cousins. So we did that gift opening there. Mm. Um, so we didn't open a gift when we got back home. Like that was the rest was saved. We always had to wait until my dad had the turkey stuffed in, in the oven and my mom had her coffee. So it was always, there was always, we'd wake up super early because we were really excited. But then we'd have to sit there in front of the tree and wait and be like, no, oh we can't gosh. stop yet. Your father's so at the stop the turkey, you know. Like, and, <laughs> That's cruel. Like, and we'd just sit there and he's working away in the kitchen trying oh, to get the turkey in the oven. With a big dead bird. It's like a maniac. Yeah, because it's a lot of work prepping a turkey. So, yeah. But why uh, does everyone have to wait for that? I don't know why that happened that way. Yeah, when I, I'm just trying to. Did. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, let's get into it. Before spirit... we start, um, someone in the chat's wondering what's on my sweater. Oh, we got to show them. So anyway, it says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah. 
Is that Merry Christmas, filthy? Is that from? That's from Home, Home Alone. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, we actually were watching that today. My youngest son was watching Home Alone for yeah. the fiftieth time. Yeah. Uh, since we're on the topic, do you have a favorite Christmas movie or special that uh, you revisit year after year? I'd say it's always going to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a favorite. I really yeah. like Scrooge, the Bill Murray movie. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those two, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is one I've watched most Christmases. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why the Garfield Christmas I adore. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one in a long time, though. Uh, I watch that every year. And the Charlie Brown Christmas, I really dig. Uh, and then there's a, a Mickey Mouse. Um, oh, yeah, they uh, do a Christmas Scrooge-y. Carol version of, yeah, a, of Mickey, Mickey Mouse with all the Mickey yeah. Mouse characters. Yeah. Those would be the ones that, like, since I was a kid to yeah. this day, I still watch them most Christmases. Yeah. And then there's the claymation, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. and Oh, I find that creepy. Ah, uh, well. You know, I'm not allowed to like Christmas Eve Mass, and you have to like Rudolph. That's okay. the, that's the scene we're in. But there's also the other claymation one, the story of Santa Claus. I think it's called, um, oh, what's the name of it? It tells, like, the in claymation characters, the story of how Santa Claus started. Have oh, you I ever seen I should that watch one? that. No, because I have no idea how Santa started or what like the origin story is. I don't know if this is like the truest origin story, but it gives you an origin story of how okay. Chris K- Kringle kind of started delivering presents to okay. all the girls and boys all over the world. Okay, well, I'll have to look it up. What about Gremlins? Great Christmas movie. Yeah, it's that's yeah, one of those movies that I don't quite associate with Christmas, although I know it takes place during Christmas and and it all revolves around a Christmas present because like the father yeah. wants to get his son like a great present and he ends up getting the Mogwai. Yeah, um, yeah. I when I rewatched Gremlins, you know, I I, I wasn't quite as um, taken with it when I rewatched <laughs> it a few years ago. It didn't hold up for me. What a damn shame. I'm sorry. But, you know, you want the truth here. People come here for the truth, and that's what we're giving to them. The queen is blowing up my phone. we got to get into this. Okay. We have to keep Canada weird, regardless of what time of year it is and what we want to say about it. Um, we got to do it. And we got a full slate to get through. And, of course, given the time of year, it's Christmas-themed. For this week's Keep Canada Weird, we'll be learning about how porch pirates are being baited in Canada. We're going to talk about a Lego tree. The Nutcracker Lady, which isn't as painful as it sounds, no and tons of Santa. Tons of this? Santa. Is that a weight joke? Uh, no, uh, more so the number. The maybe number a, of, yeah. yeah like tons yeah. of them. Yeah, okay. Maybe, right. maybe that's bad grammar. I'll hear from the queen about that if so. Mm-hmm. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get into it here. I want to start with porch pirates. It's a very topical thing. It's very modern, current. Uh, The pandemic has led to even more people using like, you know, Amazon and these kind of like deliver it and leave the package at your door kind of services. That's just a common thing now. Uh, Of course, uh, bad people, evildoers, people with ill intentions are looking for packages on doorsteps as a way to, I don't know, grab something and resell it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever been victimized? Have you ever had something stolen from your doorstep? No, no. Because I think anything I've ordered off of Amazon, whoever stole it would be very disappointed. <laughs> okay. An adapter? What the? <laughs> yeah, that kind of <laughs> Another thing. Another oh. cat toothbrush? Oh. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, well, I was on the phone with Randy, our good, our mutual friend, Randy Stonewall, the other day, and he had a delivery. Oh. And what he had bought from Amazon, I didn't know you could do this, was just this massive thing of paper towels. So this guy was like coming up with a step with like, you know, like a Costco sized yeah. paper towel. Thing, yeah. But, yeah. Randy will but, do a lot of his just general shopping on Amazon and just have it delivered. Wow. That's uh, one way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Regardless, it's it, I've never been victimized by it. I've never had anything stolen. I have a neighbor who is very watchful, and I also have like a video doorbell. So I'll see a package getting delivered. I'll see the, the guy come and drop it off, and then I'll usually see within like twenty five minutes or something, my neighbor will come and take it into his house and email me to let me know it's there and it's safe. Mm. Um, so I guess that's what protects me. But I do. Though, I I have a lot of my packages delivered to work. Depends mm-hmm. on the package. If it's something that I'm a little concerned about um, being stolen, I will have it delivered to my work instead. Mm. Okay, well, that's a good way to do it. Um, but anyone has you've only you only need to look on the internet, and you will find videos of porch pirates, which are people who are just grabbing stuff off a step and running and hoping for the best. I assume it's a common problem from coast to coast in Canada. Uh, it's being addressed. as in a unique way in British Columbia. Here's what's going on. Unfortunately, it is the season for this too. And the more we shop online, the worse it gets everywhere. So in this time of giving, New Westminster police will be leaving gifts of their own for would-be thieves who can't resist temptation. They could be a bubble mailer. They could be an envelope. They could be a, a big cardboard box. The idea? Pop them all over town, especially in areas where porch theft happens a lot and make them look like the real McCoy with shipping labels and in different shapes, weights and sizes. Something like this. They look like the real thing because they are the real thing. We want uh, this bait package program to be successful. And for that to happen, all of these packages need to look real. They need to feel real. So real when the crook is duped and swipes the goods, technology inside will help police track down and identify the thief. Now, New Westminster police can't tell us exactly how it works, but similar programs in the U.S. use GPS technology. Basically, the package will move, they'll get an alert, 
The package will have a ping. They will tell us the direction. Police will work with past porch pirate victims, hoping crooks won't know it's really a Pandora's box. Do not do it. I think this is a clever way to address the issue. This is a, a way they could catch some people, but I think most effective is just having this piece on the news to make people second guess it. Yeah, getting the word out that, you know, you never know when a package could be tampered with in that way. I saw a TikTok, I think it was, I don't know, yesterday maybe. And it was kind of someone who was having their packages stolen repeatedly off of their doorsteps had taken matters into their own hands and they put like things in it like uh like a camera in it and then they put like a stink bomb in it and then they put like other things um you know just to kind of play around with these people um but you could also put like a you know one of those apple tags air tags in there too if you yeah, want well, to uh, trace what the package back what the new Westminster police seem to be doing is something mm -hmm. like that, where they can follow where these packages are going. I guess more effective if it's some kind of organized group that are taking the packages, a bunch of them to one centralized place mm -hmm. and doing stuff with them. But what I think is most, I don't know about most of these, but I, I bet you a lot of them are just like uh, crimes of opportunity where it's just someone walking by and sees the package and says, I'm just going to grab that. Yeah, yeah, we covered a story one time about some kind of an organized ring of lawn furniture, lawn furniture, yes, yeah. thieves, you know, that were loading up trucks with lawn furniture. Yeah, and that was something different. That was clearly an organized thing. Yeah. There, I'm sure there are some organized groups that are doing porch pirating, but I would say overall, like if you've been a victim of it. Most likely it was just someone walking by and saw the package and thought, yeah, it could be a laptop in here. I'm sure it's a mixture. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe some teenagers walking down the street, seeing a big Amazon box on somebody's porch, no cars in the driveway. But again, like I kind of mentioned this when we talked about the thieves that were stealing the lawn furniture. Mm -hmm. It's like with so many uh doorbell cameras and how much more common security cameras now are with ring and and all these companies that have made it so easy for people to just put up their own security cameras and access it from their phone i just think that this industry or this sector within crime should be done by now because it's so easy to get caught and videotaped and you know, even though sometimes yeah. the footage is a little too grainy to make an identification. Yeah. But still but it, now with people doing this with packages, plus the cameras, I don't know, like if, if I were in that realm of stealing, if that was my main source of income as a thief, I'd be looking for other things to steal, like yeah, people's but, uh, identities. I, oh, <laughs> a victimless crime, right? Mm -hmm. No, no, no way. Don't encourage that. That's a serious crime. Okay, I won't. That, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, the idea of something getting stolen off your step, it, 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 it's like uh, it, you would feel just as bad as having like your car broken into or something. It's just this idea of, um, I don't know, just someone messing with you that screws with people. I had someone break in my car years ago. I talk about it all the time. I'm not over it We're yet. We're all so tired of hearing about it. Yeah. Here we go. And I, I think I'd feel the same if something stole, someone stole something off yeah. my step, especially if I had a video of it on my doorbell. If I just got, if the package was just missing, I would probably just fight it out with Amazon and ended up 
getting them to replace it or something. I w can only imagine. But to see the video of just like someone grabbing it and running, that's be so upsetting. It um, is creepy. Yeah, it gives you an uneasy feeling for sure. Um, you know, and I've had I've had my car, you know, messed with over the years. Um, you know, and it, it is weird when I would get into the car in the morning and it was like, oh, God, someone's been in here. My glove box is open. Things have been rifled through. Hmm. Um, did they fart Yuck. in here while they were sitting in my oh. car? Like, am I smelling them right now? Um, on that note, let's move on. I want to back up a little bit. We've we've gone through the first story. Uh, and that was just like Romana's the queen. Yeah, she was really neck. pushing to have a start. So, um, but I do want to step back. I have two pieces of listener mail that mm -hmm. I want to address. Uh, the first is a voice memo. This is from Leanne. Hi guys, um, I was just listening to your episode talking about the bear coming in through the doggy door, and it reminded me of a little story that we have in my family. Um, my grandparents lived in Sudbury on like a pretty rural part of land, like a little farmland on a lake. And there was tons of critters always crawling around. And one year we were watching a movie in the living room and we heard the screen door open and they actually used to own a, a black cat named Shadow and she would let herself in and out. She was able to open the screen door. Um, so when we heard that noise, we were like, oh, the cat's home, like it's fine. <laughs> and then um, my sister shot up and she was like, the cat's fucking dead. <laughs> the cat had died a year prior. Um, and when we went into the kitchen to investigate, there was a family of raccoons <laughs> helping themselves to some snacks. Anyways, um, love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. And just thought I'd share. Thank you for the potty mouth, Leanne, and the, yeah, and the yeah. heartwarming you story. A disclaimer at the start of your voicemail. Uh, yeah. Some may find this language offensive. Yeah, like my son, who luckily ain't, is not sitting in with us tonight. No, I, I no. expected something like this to happen sooner than later. Sooner than later. Yeah, I don't know what the queen's going to think about it, but we'll we'll find out. Mm -mm. But I, I feel like I've heard more about raccoons. Well, we talk about animals a lot on this show and not by design. I, never, I know. I never expected that. I just <laughs> no, think maybe no. it's the way can I don't know something about Canada. Well, so it's, many it's, of the news stories you know, that are weird are animal related. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially in the past month or two, it's been a lot of animal stories and a lot of them have focused on raccoons and not even just on this show, but just in general, uh, people are talking about raccoon problems a lot. I think the mm. population is, is increasing and it's causing a lot of issues within our urban centers. And they're going in Leanne's house. Um, yeah, we, well, we maybe she... if Leanne cleaned up her language a little bit, then the mm -hmm. raccoons wouldn't punish her so much by eating her fudgios. Okay, when I heard that part of the story where she's like, you know, we're, we heard the door open and then my sister says, like, the cat is effing dead. I was expecting her to say, like, and it was a coyote with the cat in its mouth, like, standing there, like, as when if the I cat died too, right yeah, she, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a morbid story that she's telling us. <laughs> she meant, like, the cat died, like, long ago. Yeah, of it's natural a classic causes. case of, it's been dead for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Here's the second piece of mail. This one is more for the viewing audience because it's actually a physical card. Oh. I checked my uh, my P.O. box, and if people want to send us stuff, the address is on my website, nighttimepodcast.com. Uh, before I show you the cover, I will read you what it says. It okay. says, uh, Jordan and Aaron, 
Greetings from Hamilton. I saw this card and thought of you both. Cheers, Sandy, an avid follower of Nighttime. Here's what's on the cover of the card. Oh my God, burn it. <laughs> so it's it's like a Tim Hortons coffee cup, two sugar packets or tea bags, and two coffee creamers, all kind of drawn as a cute little family mm-hmm. walking together. Or it's a parade. Uh, I, uh, I find it offensive. I find it humiliating, actually, that, you know, is it I'm threat? forced to be surprised by this over the, yeah, it's someone else who works for Tim Hortons is just trying to rub it in our face that they're winning and we're losing. We haven't shut them down yet. Mm. Uh, so this is just vintage Tim Hortons behavior. Yeah, it's a form of harassment. In fact, uh, I've also been getting harassed by people sending uh, what I've come to dub as uh, stick pics. And what that is, is photos of, oh, I think I, I'm sure I've deleted them out of anger. I had a few screenshots of them. I've been getting a lot of the uh, people sending me photos of that baloney penis. Oh, yeah, Mr. Big Stick. Stick uh, stick pics. They've just been sending them, DMing them to me. Really, really? <laughs> Mr. Big Stick sliding into your DMs. Yeah, not cool. What a creep. Uh, Let's move on to the next story here. Legos are a big thing in my house. My oldest son simply adores them. Um, uh, We've gotten into them as like a a duo, the two of us kind of taking on a complicated set over the period of a couple days, sometimes a week, building the thing. We've done a Star Wars one that took us, it was the Millennium Falcon. It took us about two weeks to do it. Oh, wow. We also, two weeks. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think it was 10,000 pieces or something. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. We also did a um, Ferris wheel that was, I think, 6,000 pieces. I thought you were going to say Ferris pieces. Bueller. No, that wouldn't we be also did life a size. Ferris Bueller, yeah. Uh, Legos, that's a big thing. Is Does that mean anything to you? Are you a collector? Did you ever get into them as a kid? No, I lightly played with them as a child, but Legos weren't really my thing. You got to be organized and it's, they're expensive. Yeah. And if you, if you're the kind of person you just want to rip up in the box and get into it, obviously Legos aren't. For yeah. You. I didn't have the patience for them. Yeah. It's, it's really a mix between a puzzle and a figurine or ornament or something rather than a toy. Cause it's, you know, the putting it together is, is the fun. Um, of course, but a Canadian man has morphed a love for Lego with a love for Christmas. Take a look at this. Upon first glance, you might not notice anything different about this Christmas tree, but look closer and you see this life-sized tree is built with bricks. I'm really partial to the snowman head. I don't know why. James Hinchliff made this. Every branch, every decoration, handcrafted with Lego. Started thinking about it last year at Christmas. He said, you know, next year I'm going to build our Christmas tree out of Lego. And I just kind of looked at him and went, yeah, okay. As you might guess, Lego doesn't sell Christmas tree sets as large as this. This is about as close as it comes. It's a little bit smaller, not as many pieces. Uh, A paltry 784. (laughs) James used other sets to come up with his own version, one he and his wife could actually put gifts under. The whole tree with decorations is... 
right around 20,000 pieces. Once I saw those boxes, cases of green bricks arriving, I knew there was no turning back. James started building in January. This not his first foray into Lego building. Lego Bat Cave, I guess you'd call it. He has an entire room dedicated to it, a hobby he took up while undergoing cancer treatments about 10 years ago. So I was off work for a year, pretty much, and looking for something to occupy my time. I just dug into the bins of Lego of, of the kids that have just been sitting downstairs and thought, well, I got to assemble all these sets again. And, and it just kept going from there. He's been cancer free for about eight years, but his passion for Lego has only grown. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And you know, it's something that, you know, you kind of want everybody to see to appreciate it. Nicole Weisberg, CTV News, Edmonton. Okay, I got a, <clears throat> got a real question for this guy. What is your real question? Okay, first off, I want to say congratulations on being cancer-free for eight years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, uh, that's a tough thing to go through and want to certainly tip the Keep Canada Weird hat to, uh, to this man for, to survivor. Yeah. for surviving. So, awesome. Um, now on to my thoughts onto this project. So you, your uh, like celebration of um, surviving cancer has a but at the end of it. Well, it's it's. I just wanted to say that because it's you know. I mean, yeah. That's a that's a, No matter what, no matter what my okay. thoughts are on the project. Okay, because we're gonna have differing opinions on this one. I can see it now. Go ahead. Well, no, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. So why I don't you just I why don't you just calm aura. down and okay. let me say it. Let me take a drink of my pop. Take Go a ahead. drink out of your stupid straw and let's uh, move on with what I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, the tree looks awesome. That's my first thought. It looks from a distance. It looks like a legit like tree, you know, like even like probably from the window, you can't tell it's a Lego tree. Like if you're walking down the street and the tree is displayed in the window, you probably can't tell at all that it's made out of Legos until you get closer. Um, so he did a phenomenal job on it, but I'm just like trying to wrap my mind around, uh, the motivation of, cause when Christmas is over, like it really, I want nothing to do with Christmas up until December of the following year. You know, like the, the like, it's it's just it's just I don't know to to be motivated to start in January to start building this tree, like that's a whole year you're working yeah. on this, right? Mm -hmm. And when it's like, I support the hobby of Lego building and building something really cool, but why don't you build something if you're going to spend a whole year building mm -hmm. something, build something that you can have up all year round. Okay. I see your point. Yeah. So because now he has to it's take just it the apart. Fact that why he chose, like, I get it's a cool idea to build the Christmas tree out of Legos, but you're spending all year on this and you're ordering in so much, you know, specific items to do it. And that's, yeah. And buying the individual blocks, like if you kind of custom order, you can order from Lego sizes and shapes and colors and all this, but they're expensive. I yeah. And then you got to store the thing somewhere yeah. until next year. That's going to well, take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. And we see in this vid in the news clip there is uh, he had like a separate room that's like his studio where he probably had it. He had all these drawers and cabinets where everything is probably sorted by color or size. Or yeah. Something. So this is his thing. This uh, is his thing. But it's just because he chose a Christmas tree as a project of this size, it just creates a lot of complications logistically. 
mm-hmm. um, with again in the heat of the summer. How are you motivated to work on this Lego Christmas tree when mm-hmm. you know you could build something really cool at a Legos and spend all that time, and then once it's built, you can leave it up and you never have to take it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your point in the timeliness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, if Christmas is his thing, like if if it's Christmas number one, Legos number two, then his wife, like then I understand how he could possibly have the motivation because there are some people who think about Christmas all year round. Oh, yeah. There's there's lots of them. We're going to hear about more of them tonight. And it's arguably a sickness, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's something that people are obsessed over to the point where in the middle of the summer, in the heat of the summer, you know, they're Christmas shopping, they're they're thinking and planning Christmas, they're like, their mind is just locked on it. And there's people who collect Christmas things all year round, and then people who do that. But um, I just don't know, and especially afterwards, it's like you enjoy it for the couple of weeks the tree is up, and then what do you do with it mm, without well, shattering I, it? Yeah, well, he certainly he takes it apart, but I bet you a lot of the time when it like it took him a year to build it or whatever, a lot of that was probably solving the issues and the problems he was running into as he was building. Next year, if he chooses to do this every year, he's already solved the riddle of how to build it. So next year, it's I, I would imagine it's going to take. Yeah, him a and maybe it can be time. taken apart in pieces. Like maybe Let's he's do, done gluing yeah. with it because I know people who will make Lego sculptures will use like there's an adhesive I think you can mm. buy specifically for Legos that mm. I thought I saw in a documentary one time. So um, I'm going based off of purely my 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 recall memory there. But, you know, um, uh, I understand your concerns with the amount of they're time. They're strictly just something. concerns. I, I commend the uh, efforts and the abilities of this man to be able to construct such a tree out of legos it's a great job it's just i I do have concerns i think it's great it's special it's unique it's um the end result of a lot of hard work and dedication certainly there's also the other story that goes along with it he's a survivor of cancer who got into lego building during his treatment and certainly when you come out of a battle like that against an illness like that you have a different perception of life Mm. and 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 I feel like he, he, I can't speak, I'm not a survivor myself, but have many family and friends who have been affected by that sickness. And in the end, I think you probably come across, with a, come out of it at the other end with a little more like, I'm just going to do yeah. what the heck I want. And maybe and because you're right, his, his, you know, perspective on life is so different now yeah, that he's like, this... he's like, I'd enjoy building it all over again and maybe building a different style of tree every year. And there's some people that would probably really enjoy smashing that tree. That would be amazing. Imagine. Yeah, imagine I know like, my kids I spent would. all year building this tree, and then we, yeah, now like we get made, to smash it. He could give like pellet guns to his family, or nerf. That's maybe dangerous, maybe. though. No. Nerf guns. Well, shoot nerf your guns. eye out. To quote a Christmas <laughs> um, movie. Well, let's get into the next one here. If you have these kind of concerns about a Lego tree, I'm terrified to hear your reaction to the nutcracker lady of of Saskatchewan. Here's what she's up to. Here's her story. A woman in Milestone is hoping to help people get into the Christmas spirit by sharing her nutcracker collection. It's taken her quite some time to build up, but she's accumulated more than 600 in total. Stephanie Davis takes us on an inside look. 
I'm the Nutcracker Lady, and that's how I'll be remembered. Yeah. I didn't used to like Nutcrackers at all, and then I think it was one day I was in the store, and I thought, they look pretty neat, so I just started collecting them. My husband bought me a lot of them. My kids bought me lots. People that were cleaning out their places, they come across the odd one they gave to me and just continued and continued. The, these were some of my original ones that I first got. I try to keep them in themes. Back here is mostly my sports ones. I have a snowboarder and I wrote on it Mark McMorris, so I'm hoping one day to meet him and get him to sign it. <laughs> I have some that are from Graceland, that is Elvis Presley. This area is different jobs people are doing. There's a fireman, there's a plumber. You even gotta have somebody who's golfing and you gotta relax and this happened to be the last one that my husband bought me it's our first year without our dad because he passed away so it's a little different this year he would always say we have no more room left in the house but then he'd give me money to go buy mom some more nutcrackers so it's always going to be a special thing down my hallway some of these are the first ones i ever got and, uh, well, you gotta have a hippie. If anybody comes to my house to sleep, they're gonna sleep with the nutcrackers too. And I was joking around, I was like, well, I don't know what nutcrackers to get you. So I said, jokingly, let's get matching tattoos. Little did I know she would say yes. <laughs> and they do bring joy to me just to see the different ones. Because tell you the truth, even at the end when they know it's my time, there's got to be a nutcracker on my headstone. <laughs> of course, there was an Elvis nutcracker thrown in there. Yeah, well, there was an Elvis everything. Elvis was yeah. probably... The king of merchandising. Mm, second to maybe kiss. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a that's an interesting battle. I'd like to see uh, some statistics on. Yeah, that would be interesting. But mm -hmm. what do you think of this? Uh, my thoughts are, it reminds me of this movie, a horror movie called Dolls, where this car mm -hmm. breaks down in the middle of nowhere, and the and the people in the car go to this the only house in sight. Uh, the family invites them in on the stormy night and they're going to get them home in the morning kind of thing. And the home is uh, is filled with dolls. They collect dolls. Um, but late at night, it turns out all the dolls come to life and, you know, kill everybody, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, this Nutcracker lady, even her voice, she's a little, just could be an old, she's a little creepy. Not just that, that. that. Creepy music in the background. That's what I was, was going to say was the music. Like, yeah, was that Halloween music chose that Christmas? music? It just was so <laughs> creepy. Do, do, mm -hmm. do, 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 do. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the look at, like, just uh, to have a room just filled with these nutcrackers. It's, yeah, it's a, it was a little creepy. I get uh, everyone's into collecting something. I'm not going to shame her for that, kink shame her for that, but it's, uh, <laughs> kink it's shame, just something. Yeah. It's something interesting. And yeah. much like with the Lego guy, what do you do the rest of the year? You just fill your house with this stuff she Does puts them away on? and she puts them in a room and just probably has one room loaded with nutcrackers i'm wondering does she ever use them to actually crack nuts i don't think you ever have you ever seen a nutcracker that was that was built solid enough that you could use its mouth to crack a nut i've never seen one i can't no, imagine. no no i've always used those silver handheld ones yeah snap snap that are yeah those things, yeah, but the like, a, my mom also. I 
I should mention my mom collects nutcrackers. Uh, she has oh, a and, you should have got her but, on the show to try to explain why. Yeah, well, I should, but because if I, I can't really wrap my mind. I, you know, I support it. Whatever floats your boat. You know, you want to own thousands of nutcrackers. Go for it. Hello. Hey, what's up? My son just walked in. Uh, bud, your hair's wet. You just get out of the bath or something? Yeah. Uh, sour actually oh wow you're grown up i want to yeah. say uh, uh i'm glad you're just walking in now we got a voice memo earlier from a listener you wouldn't believe the word she said what? take a guess starts with a f yeah mm -hmm. huh. so glad you missed it yeah glad to have you bud yeah so anyway but uh yeah the things are weird uh filling your home with any with multiple of any one item is kind of creepy. Yeah, especially like you say, uh, hearkening back to the movie, The Dolls that you talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, Chucky always added to that fear of mm -hmm. doll type toys coming to life mm -hmm. while you're asleep and wreaking havoc around your house and violence and murder and all that yeah. stuff so there's this scene in the movie dolls where one of the dolls gets a knife it's actually a small scalpel and he walks up behind someone and he cuts the you know like behind your he above your oh, the, heel like the achilles tendon or whatever. yeah he just like cuts yeah. it it's awful yeah anyway yeah. this she's I asking think people for who I think people who are older, who didn't grow up through the 80s, the horror movies of the 80s and, and uh, early 90s, mm -hmm. um, don't have the more dark and disturbing viewpoint of dolls like these that we do. Mm. So I think it's a generational thing. Um, grow, we also grew up at a time when ghostbusters was a very popular movie you had the stay puff marshmallow man which was this giant blown up guy i wonder if that is going to paint your uh, opinion of this next story in ontario there's a small community uh, that's now known as kringlewood or at least becomes known as kringlewood every christmas let's see what you think of this uh we're in kringlewood or jinglewood or kringlewood or yeah it's kringlewood on Inglewood. And and what is this thing? I think it started, um, whatever, eight or nine years ago. One person put them up, and then their neighbor did. I remember it was just down the street here. And then there were like three or four. And then wasn't it Canadian Tire who yep. came yep. and decided, hey, we'll help you guys out if you, uh, you know, everybody puts one up. And then they ran out. And when they ran out, everybody said, well, then I guess we'll have to go buy them. And they did on your house and I said it's all about inflation is it this it's, year or has it been for the past couple of years <laughs> that's a great line I mean Christmas is in the, you know everybody's worried about inflation but this is really a fun thing that people can sort of look yeah. at right and everybody needs to have something to be joyous and happy about and this brings a smile to everybody's face yeah with you, this isn't uh, your first Santa. That's a bit of a secret right now, is it? Yes. No, this is our third Santa. Uh, the first one was defective, I think. The second one, the wind caught it, and this is number three. And the, and he he's pretty good and with the, he's pretty good with the winds, is he? He's great with the wind. His light is out, so we have spotlights on him. 
Did you, did you notice that Kringlewood, it seemed to have started as a, a, a sort of marketing thing by Canadian Tire, but that really uh, fell over when they get to the point that this one lady had to like buy multiple ones because yeah, she was like on her failing third every one. Yeah, and it's and that gonna... one's light is out. <laughs> like yeah, her so third was... one, after the other two had issues, the light yeah. is out on that one. Yeah, uh, the first one was defective. The second one blew over. Yeah, now she's got the light out. I wouldn't buy one of those things. But it, yeah. for people listening who can't see the photo or see the video, I'll put a photo of it up on social media. But it's um, it, when you look down the street, Inglewood, every house, every home has this giant santa claus that looks about you know two stories high sort of mm. thing so you see the whole street is lined with them uh, and it's the same santa claus like on every house yeah yeah i i don't i don't mean to be swinging our take on christmas stories into a horror halloween thing but it's a little creepy <laughs> to see like yeah. 30 of them on each side of the street it's just the, weird that canadian tire is behind it like <clears throat> I Why don't know. Would they like, get it's just it? if you guys keep putting up this giant Santa that we sell, we'll support you because it's advertising a product that we sell. So at the end of the day, it's 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 more about Canadian Tire selling these Santa Clauses than it is about the the joy of Christmas. Yeah. Well. <laughs> As much as they want to sell it, again, you just get this lady on the news saying, like, I had to put this is my third one. I've only been doing this for five years. So buy one, but you're only getting a year out of it. And then well, you've got and for them, it's no plastic. problem because Canadian Tire is going to give them a new one or or fix the one they have. Like they said, mm -hmm. they'll support them and, you, you know. Mm -hmm. Support them by what? By carrying it each Christmas and selling more? I don't know. I would like to see the contract that this neighborhood signed with Canadian Tire to see what the specifics are yeah it's the idea that you get something that big it only and then it dies at the end of a year you get you use it for two weeks and you got to throw it away or something um do you have a landfill do you have anything like you do for halloween don't you some inflatable we have an inflatable pumpkin uh yeah and but we don't have anything like that for christmas so i have a big wreath i put outside my house and i have one of those lights that show um it like sp kind of sprays like an animated mm -hmm. green and red dot matrix yeah they've become very popular over the past number of years because it's kind of a an easy way to light up your house essentially yeah i like that i'm definitely like i'm scared of heights there's no way i'm getting on my roof like my dad used to and stringing christmas lights around my house uh, this for me, like that LED matrix thing is uh, an easy way to do it. I'm not crazy about the inflatables. My wife loves them. Mm -hmm. I don't like she them likes either. the idea of it. No. I just, uh, I, for me, I like I the old I plastic see... reindeer and, you know, the mm. kind of traditional ones like from a, the 80s that you see. Like a styrofoam uh, Santa Claus bust that's been like spray painted. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when I see an inflatable, the idea of spending a couple hundred bucks on that, I, I just think like some kid's just going to walk by here and kick this thing over. I'm going to be pissed it's off. It's so easy to damage it too, I guess. Like, you know, take a little switchblade or a prison shank and take <laughs> Santa down. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you owe me for you, cigarettes, Santa. Yeah, and people this have is the my yard. To do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've been waiting in lineups all day. I just want to buy a sandwich, but everyone else is here uh, obsessed with Christmas buying. I, I, I try not to get Christmas. Um, negative about this but a big thing for me is like waste 
wasting mm. money, sending stuff to landfill, you know, over packaging things with, you know, single use plastics. It's and I can't help but have that taint of my enjoyment of some aspects of the holidays. Um, and I don't like the idea of the retail exploitation of the holiday where so many gifts that we feel obligated to give other people are um, more so like this symbolic donation to Walmart on behalf of someone else. Like I'm giving, yeah. you know, Aaron, I'm giving you something. I don't really know what you could possibly want. So here's this random overpriced piece of plastic that I got from Walmart that you're going to just donate to Goodwill or something. And just mm -hmm. the, you know, the, I, I try not to get obsessed by that stuff, but I think hearkening back to what you said at the beginning, the holidays are about uh, spending time with the ones you love. It's and just about it. the time. Like I, over the years I've cut out gift giving with family members and I've never really exchanged with friends. We, we never really did that. Um, so, but with, with a lot of family, like I've cut all that out, except for my nephews. Like I get my nephew something, you know? Yeah. Um, but other than Only that, most of my family, I don't even exchange with anymore because it was becoming so pointless. Yeah. I, I'm very much uh, a believer in like kids get gifts. Of course. Yeah. That's part of the fun. And, and I enjoy giving my nephews gifts, but mm. other than that, it's usually cousin, you're just roaming around trying to figure out what do I get this person? I have to get them something. Uh, it's a real pain. Yeah. And it adds all this stress and, and inconvenience leading up to it that takes away ultimately from what I think is the most important part, which is just spending quality time with people. I kind of wish, uh, there was like a, you know, instead of like buying gifts, maybe like you buy gifts for kids and for adults, you all shut your phones off and mm -hmm. you know, just sit and talk or something some night. Christmas yeah. is all about the three F's, food, family, and friends. We just talked about gifts and how you don't want to exchange gifts. Do you have anything you're hoping to get this holiday other than time with friends and family? Just, is there anything on your list? No, I don't have anything. Anything I want, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I just go and get it myself yeah that's like when you were a kid you don't have access to income you don't have any you don't have any money or, you know yeah, like that's it's right um like i don't want to get anything like there's you know there's uh things that i'll donate to at christmas time and um you know and there's certain charitable things that i'll that i'll do you know with except you know in not buying family and stuff gifts so i will do some things um but yeah there's nothing i want i've got everything i need that's a nice way to live yeah you're so fortunate as am i i have my family my friends most importantly my children and we're gonna have a lovely holiday and without we have Keith canada weird yeah the queen and, uh, we have the queen who, who what else God. could you want other than the queen yeah and she has big stuff i'm told that from a little elf that she has big stuff planned for us for 2023 oh there's I can't wait. a lot in the works uh we're so we're recording this the 18th of december this will be our final recording of the year we'll be back however on new year's day january 1st for our next new episode and that'll be and moving into our year anniversary of doing this show wow when did we start i think we started sometime in january last year wow or this I didn't year realize. i guess yeah 
Yeah, I didn't realize that much time has passed. Yeah, I think it's coming up on a year in January that we've been wow. doing this. We'll find out and we'll celebrate our anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to maybe have a have a New Year's kind of episode, and then after that, a a one year anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start preparing for that. We got to go prepare. Yeah. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. Have a safe and happy Merry holiday. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I keep Canada weird. But let us also call for even further support in our mission. If something unusual happens in your town, let us know. And the best way to let us know is by sending a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We hope to hear from you. Now, before we wrap up the episode, I'm going to give some thanks. A big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who supplies the intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But that said, keeping this show alive is and has always been a Christmas miracle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off Santa's back, please consider listening on the premium feed. And not only does the premium feed fund the creation of the show, it'll give you more of each topic than you'll find here on the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content regularly and maintain a full back catalog of episodes only on the premium feed. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, put a gift under Nighttime's Christmas tree at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers. Laura, Debbie, and Gordy, thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it by way of a premium feed subscription, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If anyone out there has any story ideas, wants to give feedback on the show, or wants to just send in a voice memo to have aired and responded to on an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. Huh, out of breath. That was t- two flights up the stairs. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp, womp. Melakimikimaka is the right way to say Merry Christmas to you. It's not the right way. It's Hawaii's way. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like it's in Hawaii. That's like a Hawaiian it's Christmas. Hawaii's way. Okay. <laughs> I always thought it was the right way. Because think about it on a bright Hawaiian Christmas Oh, yeah, day. it makes sense. You're right. It's just, you know, when you hear a lyric one way in your head, that's the way it stays the rest of your life.